Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just raise your hands right now. Raise your hands high. Engage your body, your heart, your mind, everything. When the people of God engage with God, atmospheres change. When the people of God engage with their God, the spiritual climate changes. We are temperature setters. We are climate changers in the spirit. That's who God has called you to be, me to be, us to be. We set the spiritual temperature in relationship to God. There's an open heaven. There's free access between here and there, there and here. And how much that climate is changed depends on how much us as believers engage with the living God. Whether that's raising your hands, engaging your whole being, your mind, your heart, your soul, everything that you have. The spiritual atmosphere around your life is determined by how much you engage with the living God in your life. God is ready to pour out His Spirit afresh. He is ready to do whatever He wants to do in your life. But as you step into God in a fresh way and say, I'm going to go beyond where I've been before. I'm going to step over the line of comfort. I'm going to step over the line of safety. I'm going to step over the line of where I've been before. And as you raise your hands, raise your life and give who you are to Him, the spiritual climate begins to change. The temperature begins to go up. The things of God begin to be mobilized, activated and released in your spirit in a fresh way. And if your spirit is being mobilized and activated, something's going to be released in and around your life. The stuff begins to change in you. Things begin to change around you. Lives change. Circumstances change. The whole atmosphere changes because you're not waiting for somebody else to trigger that. Because you have the trigger on the inside of you. You have the Holy One. You have the Holy Spirit. So you're a temperature setter. You're a climate changer. And you have all that you need on the inside of you. And Paul said to Timothy, stir up that gift that is on the inside of you. Stir up the gift that is on the inside of you. He said, come on, Timothy, stir it up, stir it up. It's in there. It's in there. Stir up that gift. Don't let that gift settle. Don't let it become passive. Don't let the dust settle on it. But stir it up. Keep it stirred. Keep it moving. Because those that are led by the Spirit of God, they're not only sons of God, but when we're led by the Spirit of God, you can't tell which way they're going to go, this way or that, because you can't control the wind. And we do not want to control the Holy Spirit in any way, shape or form in our lives. We want to give Him the full release, the full access, so that He can blow, He can lead, He can move through our lives. So He moves us here, He moves us there, He moves us anywhere He wants us to be because we're available, because our sails, if you like, are wide open and say, blow, Holy Spirit, blow through this life, blow through this life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's a strength in the Spirit on the inside of you. And God God wants to pull on that strength. He wants to speak into that strength. He wants to raise the strength of who He is on the inside of you. So what's growing up is a pillar of God on the inside of you that enables you to stand in the things of God, enables you to stand strong and tall, that you're not cowering to the enemy, you're not cowering to uh, unbelief, 
You're not cowering to unworthiness. You're not cowering to the lies of the enemy. No, there's someone on the inside of you so much stronger, so much more powerful than that which is on the outside of you. And God is saying, come on, church. Come on, church. These are the days where the church must be on the move. There's too many things going on in your nation to be passive, to be taking the step backwards. No, it's time for the church to rise in me, to rise in the things of God. I'm sending the rain. I'm sending my spirit. I'm releasing it in a fresh way for the harvest. But it's going to come through a church that is given to me, a church that is given over to me, a church that is ready for me, a church that is open to me, a church that is not one foot here and one foot there, but both feet solidly on me. We're here, guys. Kingdom faith. The purpose of kingdom faith being on the earth is to change the spiritual climate, to change the spiritual atmosphere. That's why we're here, guys. The last thing in the world we want to be is just another church doing stuff. We want to be climate changers, atmosphere changers, because we're full of the kingdom, because God's presence is amongst us and He is revealing His glory to us. Oh, God wants us right on the front foot, right on the front foot. Not on the back foot, on the front foot. Let's raise our hands, raise your hands wherever you are, all over the place. Forget the past. Put it behind you right now. Whatever's going on the inside of you, if there's a struggle, in the midst of that struggle, raise your hands right now. Defy the struggle with your worship. Destroy the, uh, put away the neck. The negativity and say, right, God, I choose to worship you right now over the feelings, over the circumstances, over the challenge right now. You are worthy. You are worthy. Some of you need to do that. Others, just raise your hands because, you know, God, you are worthy. I want to give to you. I want to give you your best. If I'm expecting the best, I've got to give you my best. What you sow is what you reap. You draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Holy Spirit, do not pass us by. Do not say, I'll go somewhere else where they're more open or more hungry. Father, we are hungry. We want to know you. We want to walk with you day by night, by day by night, by day by night. We want to be right where you are in your purposes, Jesus. If you've arrived today, any sense of familiarity right now throw it off now in Jesus name if you come with a familiar attitude the meeting will only be familiar to you it doesn't matter what God does if you come with an open heart and attitude God will do something in your heart and life see what is God doing during these days in this time he's mobilizing his church he's mobilizing his church. he's getting us out of anything that is any form of Sunday Christianity or just a cycle of activity or wherever we've all been in our spiritual walk or whatever level we've been comfortable at and happy with the Holy Spirit is coming and He's doing a bit of shaking in that a bit of shaking in that because there's too much at stake there's too much at stake there is too much at stake for us as a church let alone the rest of the church in the nation there's too much at stake for us to settle and say, I'm comfortable with that. My lifestyle's all right and God can fit in nicely right there. Let's put it this way, guys. 
He's either first or He's not at all. He's either centre or He's not at all. You can't have God second or third or on the periphery. He's either right in the middle, central, in charge, Lord, or He's not Lord at all. God is after a church where He's right in the middle, right at the centre, number one, in charge of everybody's life personally and who we are as a body. There is nothing less than that. That is it. God is not satisfied with, I'll be second. I'll be on the periphery. Because if we live like that, He is not Lord of our lives. Simple as that. There's a fire that is on the inside of you right now. It's there. It's there. It's there. How much you stoke it is down to you. How much you provoke that fire in worship, in prayer, in listening and going after God is down to you. It's totally down to you. But God wants people that are on fire. Fire, fire. God is not saying this morning you're nowhere. What He's saying is I am an all-consuming fire. And I want my consuming fire to be raging in your life. So there is absolutely no room for anything that's not of me. And if it comes close, it burns, get burnt up because of what I'm doing in your life, because of the fire of my spirit that is at work in you. You don't even entertain certain things because as soon as the enemy comes with a lie, boom, it gets burnt because you're on fire with me and with the word by my spirit. Temptation comes, you know, I don't even want to go near that. Why? Because there's a fire on the inside. Your eyes drawn by something over there and the enemy goes, have another look. You go, no way, because I'm holy, I'm set apart. There's a fire on the inside that quenches all that rubbish. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's who you have on the inside of you. And He wants to be Lord. He wants to be number one in everything in our lives. Without exception at all. Number one, number one. Jesus, Jesus. There's no such thing as self-determined Christianity. There's no such thing as I'm happy with this and I'm comfortable with that. We either we either live in the permissible will of God, comfortable how we want to be, or we say, God, I want to live in your sovereign will. <laughs> I want to live in your sovereign will. I don't just want to live happy over here doing I'm comfortable and I'm not. No, no. We don't want the permissible will. We want the sovereign. How many of you want the sovereign will of God? How many of you want the sovereign will of God in your life? I don't want to. I'm not saying we're lukewarm. I'm not saying this by what I'm going to say now. Okay? I'm not saying this. But I don't want to be part of anything that might be lukewarm in any way. Because the Word says if you're lukewarm, what happens? Either be hot or cold. That's what God says. Be one or the other. But don't be in the middle. I know what I want. How do you know what you want? I I, I don't want to be cold. I certainly don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be hot. See, these 21 days, it's like God's drawing a line. And He's saying, hey, church, come on. It's time for whatever's been good up to this point to stop and it's time to come into my best more 
than you've seen, more than you've known, a greater release of who I am. I was going to draw loads of stuff for you on, the, on a board this morning, but I'll just carry on in the flow of what's going on and hopefully try and describe it to you. You just need to engage your heart here. This is really, really important what God's doing this morning. When God first created Adam and Eve, there was an open heaven between him and them. And he went, he came down on the earth and walked with them in the cool of the day. And they lived in harmony with God. But we know that one day they ate some fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that opened their eyes to sin and sin came in. And if you can see it this way, suddenly a wall came down in the life that they were living with God and with one another. And He'd said to them, I want you to fill the earth. Fill the earth. Yes, populate it and rule over it. But fill the earth with my glory. I want the whole earth to be full of my glory. And when they sinned and they acted independently from God, it's like a wall came down. The glory was lifted. And instead of the glory going all over the earth, sin then went all over the earth. And we see the effects of that because it got to the point with Noah where God said, oh, look at the state of the, the mankind. I, I'm just going to have to start again because that was not my intention. My intention was the whole earth will be full of my glory and the whole earth and everybody on it in relationship with me and my glory. But yet instead it, was, it became full of sin and man, self-centeredness, doing his own thing and everything. And God said, I've, I've got to deal with this. And then we had the flood and, and God said, I'm going to start again. And then we move on a little bit and man was still not walking with God. And then amongst all the nations, God picks out a guy called Abraham. Now you've got to remember, see in your mind's eye, God up there, and there's a line between God and mankind on the earth. A line. It's like a, he's up there, man's down here. And man can't get to God. And so God speaks and he picks a man. And it's interesting how in the book of Acts, Stephen describes the encounter God had with Abraham there. And he says, God revealed his glory to Abraham, or Abraham as his name was then. God revealed his glory. So what did God want to do? I'm going to reveal who I am. I'm going to reveal my glory to this man. My glory is going to come upon him. I'm going to give him promises and make covenant with him. Because out of all the nations, I'm picking a man who's going to give birth to a nation. And I want to reveal my glory to this nation of who I am so that they can walk with me and know me. And then in, in regards to that, I want them as a people to then show the rest of the nations who I am. I want to reveal my glory through those people to the nations so that my glory can be on the earth once again. And we know the story, many of us would. 
Israel as a nation was birthed, the Jewish people. At times they walked with God, at times they didn't. Remember, there's still a line between God and mankind because of sin, because of the separation. And God spoke to the Israelites. He spoke to them through through judges and through kings and through prophets. And He brought them the word of the Lord and all of those things. But ultimately, they didn't really want to know Him. And what happened is the other nations affected them and they worshipped gods from other nations and entertained other things instead of giving themselves wholly to the Lord. But God was never going to give up because He's a covenant God and His love is unfailing. And He'd made covenant with Abraham or Abraham that then became Abraham and the people that were going to come from him. But also He made covenant saying, the nations are going to be blessed through you. So God had set something in His heart in terms of restoring mankind back to Him. listen to the the prophets and the kings and the judges and those that God sent to bring the word of the Lord and to lead them in the ways of God and God knew I've got to come down and restart the whole thing in a different way and that line that is high up if you like separating God from mankind although during that the the decades and the years of the Israelites and the history and all of that, walking with the Lord, not walking with the Lord, walking with the Lord, not walking with the Lord. God's Spirit was on certain people at different times to bring the Word of the Lord. But God said, no, I don't just want to have a few people that my Spirit rests upon that brings the Word of the Lord to lead the people. I want to do something different. I want to come and live in them. I want to put my spirit in them. I want to put a new heart in them. Take the heart of stone out and put a heart of flesh in. And I want to put a new spirit in them so they can know me personally and walk with me personally so that not only my glory can come back down into them, but they can know me in my glory and be raised up in my glory to know me in a completely different dimension of who I am. To what happened the cross, Jesus came. And if you can imagine in your mind's eye right now, this line that's high up and God's the other side of it and mankind's below it on earth. There can't be that personal relationship with God in which He intends. But then He comes because that's what He wants. And what He does is the cross comes. And imagine that line. Imagine a big cross drawn on a board in front of you. And the line coming from left to right. And when the line comes right directly above the cross, the line goes down through the cross. Because Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God, but to bring the glory of God to earth. So the glory could fill mankind once again. So that God could fill the earth with His glory once again. So that His rule and reign would be seen by everyone on the earth. That was His plan and intention. And now imagine that line going down through the cross. Imagine a line that goes through the timeline of mankind all the way from Adam, all the way. A line that's been drawn all the way across. Imagine that line from heaven now coming down through the cross and intersecting with that line on the earth. And then that line joins the timeline of man. 
and begins to go forward. There's no line between God and heaven, between God and mankind anymore, because that line, that glory, that life came down to earth and is now available for anybody that wants it. What happened at the cross? Everything that could separate us from the glory was dealt with. Everything that could separate us from knowing God was dealt with. Every sin, every sickness, every pain, every demonic activity, every evil, death itself, the devil, everything was defeated on the cross. The cross is the most powerful thing that separates you from your old life where you were under the power of the enemy to your new life where you're under the power of God. And the blood that was shed on that cross is still speaking today at work in our lives that enables us to be bold and confident before God. It's only the blood that enables us to be confident and bold before Him. Because the blood has taken us from being orphans without God and transformed us, made us holy. Because you can only have a relationship with a holy God if you have been made holy by His blood. So that blood's still speaking. That blood is still working right now at this moment in your life. Without the blood, you could not worship God because we would not be worthy. Without the blood, we couldn't approach God because we would not be worthy. So that blood is at work right now. That blood is pouring over our lives right now. What did the Holy Spirit do? He raised Jesus from the dead. That same power, we sang it earlier. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power is at work in you right now. The same power on the inside of you is the same power that raised Him from the dead. Oh, we need reviving in our hearts and lives. Every passivity needs to be kicked out of our lives. Come on, church. Let's not tip God with our hats. Let's not give Him the fag end of our time and our lives. Let's give Him everything. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Which side of the line do you want to be on? All or nothing. Yes, it's a walk. Yes, He's refining us. Yes, He is changing us from one degree of glory to the next. But which side of the line do you want to be on? What are you going to chase after? Are you going to chase after Him? Sovereign will? Or yourself? Permissible will? See, when the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit was being released on the earth. 
to do something that had never been done before. The Holy Spirit was preparing not just to be on and in Jesus, the Messiah, but He was getting ready in the throne room with the Father to be commanded. Holy Spirit, now is the time to baptize mankind, to come upon them, to get rid of the heart of stone and to put the heart of flesh on the inside, to put a new spirit on the inside of them so that they can know me in the same way that the Son knows me. day of Pentecost came how long had the Father waited for that day how eager must he have been for that day he saw it because he's outside time he saw what was going to happen he knew what was going to happen the Holy Spirit could see it the Son knew what was going to happen that's Jesus, not the Son in the sky but Jesus the Son And that day came, the Holy Spirit came. They were baptized with fire. Familiarity was burnt up. Apathy was burnt up. Fear was burnt up. All sorts of things were burnt up at that moment doesn't mean they were perfect coming out the other side but they were on fire and the Holy Spirit then was released to work and to move because God was now in mankind Jesus remember during his ministry took Peter, James and John up the mount of what's called the mount of transfiguration And there He revealed the glory to them. What was He doing? He was saying, hey, this is a kind of relationship you're going to have with the Father. This is the kind of relationship that's going to be so intimate, so real. God is not going to be far off. He's not going to be knowledge. He's not going to be a religion. He's not going to be a philosophy. He's not going to be one of many. You're going to know the true and living God. He's going to reveal Himself. You're going to know Him in that way. You'll know Him in His glory. He's going to reveal who you are, who He is, so that you could take His glory to the nations. What did Jesus say before He went up to heaven? All authority in heaven has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples in my name. Baptizing them in what? The Father, the glory, the Son, the glory, the truth, righteousness, and the Holy Spirit, power. And teach them, show them how to obey everything I've commanded you. 
Oh, there's a shout in heaven this morning. There's a trumpet sound in heaven this morning. And he's saying, wake up. Be alive. Be hot or be cold. What do you choose? The same spirit that was at work then early church. It's the same spirit that is here now. That same open heaven is is there now as it was then. Don't ever say there's not an open heaven. Jesus opened it on the cross and it is still open today and no one can shut it. No one. seasons of revival you can read stories on revival histories of revivals there are seasons some last for a short time some last for a much longer time and within those seasons there are waves of revival within a season that could last many years but there's waves within that and those kind of when we talk about those things to that degree That's the sovereign part of what God does. That is to do with His timing and what He wants to do in the earth and how He wants to do it. But there's also you and I as individual believers. There's us as a church. Now we are connected into a part of God's sovereign purposes. I believe there's a lot of sovereign purposes of God that He wants to be seen outworked on the earth and some of what He wants to do is not happening maybe in the way that He wants it to because there's what we said at the beginning we can determine atmospheres the spiritual climate by how we are as believers in division, how we are as a church. I can't remember who he is. One of the revivalists said, you can have revival anytime you want if you're prepared to pay the cost. And there's the personal relationship that you and I have with the Father, with God. And that is unlimited, unlimited, how much, if I can put it this way, how hungry, passionate, how on fire any of us is, is all down to our own personal desire and relationship with God. How hungry and passionate you are for God has got absolutely nothing to do with His sovereign purposes. If I can just for a minute, just while I explain this. So your passion and your fire doesn't come from the sovereign purposes of God when He moves in such a way that everything's going on and you're just like, wow, God, you're amazing. Your relationship, my relationship with God is determined by my will and my desire and my hunger. What I sow, 
what I feed on, what I give myself to, when I pray or worship, how I am in different settings, how I listen to God and respond to Him, how I want to walk in His ways or whatever it might be. Or sometimes that means you have to deny yourself stuff that you want to do because there's this tug that says, no, 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 I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. And the funny thing is, the more of yourself you give to God, the less you actually want of other stuff. So there can be a personal renewal or there could be a personal revival going on in us. Imagine a church that is on fire. What's just going to be happening in that context? Yet there might not be a sovereign move of God going on that we might call revival in a sense that a whole region or a whole nation is being impacted at that moment. But a church can be moving and in the things of God and, and in one sense in a reviving dynamic of God because they're not waiting for something that will come one day. But yet at the same time, I reckon most of you guys, like me, are sensing there's a fresh release of the Holy Spirit. People are hearing this all over the place. Somebody phoned me in the week who's not part of the church. They live somewhere else. And they said, hey, I just felt the Lord say to give you a call and have a chat. I believe God said this about kingdom faith. This is what's on my heart. And I just, I'm just, I, I, he said, this guy said, I have never been so expectant in the whole of my life than I am right now for what God is saying, what he's doing and what loads of guys are sensing. But God doesn't just pour his spirit we're happy with because when there's a sovereign aspect and this is what we're getting to there's a sovereign thing of God that is building building last week it was all about that there's a cloud on it and we received the rain and all the stuff that was going on that prophetic thing and release not just for us because the rain in this whatever you want to call it move of God revival whatever is not for the church it's for the harvest God, listen, God is not going to pour His Spirit out on the church again for the church to consume it and it not go out the four walls. He's done with that. He's like, I'm not doing that because I've done that a few times in the last 30, 40 years, 50 years and the churches end up just putting on so many meetings they consume me but it doesn't go beyond there. what God is doing now, the fire of the Spirit that He's releasing now. It cleanses the church. It purifies the church. It mobilizes the church. It activates the church. It releases the church. It empowers the church. It sends the church because the world needs a church that is on fire with the Holy Spirit. A church that has no shame. A church that doesn't care about reputation. A church that doesn't care for the political correctness of the world. But with a right heart and a right spirit, speaks and declares truth in the right way 
our nation's in turmoil. What a great time for God to move. What a great time for God to move. Nobody's got a clue what's going on. Nobody's got a clue what the best answer is. How brilliant is that for God to move? No one, the ex, you you name it, absolutely no one knows what to do, what decisions to make, what the best thing is or not. That, I think that's brilliant. What a moment, what a time for God to move in our nation. God's not finished with our nation. He is not finished with our nation. I'm praying that God will continue to bring our nation to its knees. I don't know about you. I'm not praying loads and loads of answers in the sense of, there's a problem, better put a sticky plaster on it. There's a problem, put a sticky plaster on it. It's like God continue to shake us, shake us, shake us, shake us, shake us. Father, continue to allow us to be in turmoil until we actually cry out to you. You might say, are you really praying that? Yes. I'm saying, Father, don't let us get out of our stuff that we've got ourselves into and someone will end up standing up saying, I told you I had the answer. I told you you should have listened to me the other side of Brexit or whatever happens. I told you I was right. And we all go back to normal. Oh, well, six months later, the economy stabilises. and Oh, we're back to normal. Everything's okay. It was a rough ride, wasn't it? And yeah, there's still a bit of division across the country because somebody got their way and other people didn't. And we sort of go back to normal. And then maybe a few years down the line, another crisis will come up. Everybody gets angry, annoyed, and kicks each other in the teeth. And then we get through it somehow and we go back to normal. No. I don't know about you, but I do not want to allow the devil to be laughing our nation all the way to hell. Because we as the church didn't say, God, get a hold of me, get a hold of us and do whatever you want to do. Do that in the church all over the nation so that we see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. There's too many things rising up in our nation from other faiths and lifestyles and philosophies and all of that. The enemy wants to drown out the voice of God in our society and culture. What do we do? We go in the stronghold and we pray like never before. When we meet on a Sunday, we worship like we've never worshipped before. When we preach the word, we preach like we've never preached before. Because we're not here to tickle one another's ears with something nice that's going to bless me over Sunday lunch. We're here to be provoked. We're here to be challenged. We're here to be encouraged. We're here to be mobilized. We're here to be released. What does it mean? I'm going to have to trust God in a fresh way. What does that mean? God, that means I'm going to need to know you in a deeper way. Because without relationship, there can't be trust. Without relationship, you're not going to hear God speak that builds trust as you see what He says outworked and therefore, wow, God is faithful. 
I've seen His Word in action. I've got this story. Wow, God is awesome. That it becomes a living reality in a, in a more powerful way than knowledge in our minds because we've seen some things in the past. There is a cloud. The rain is beginning. Do you perceive it? Do you discern it? It is something of the Spirit. If you look in the natural and say, well, come on in, Clive, where is it? You'll miss it. not something discerned by the natural eye. Everything of God starts in the Spirit. Everything of God starts with Him speaking something into nothing. He speaks life into the nothing so that in the nothing what He speaks begins to take place. And it takes people of faith to hear and believe and to act before they even see it. (laughs) All the people in Hebrews chapter 12, whatever it is, 11, they were all accredited with righteousness because they were people of faith. They didn't see what was in their hearts to see, but they lived for it. And some of them did see awesome stuff in their life. Of course they did. So we're not living for something we're never going to see. So what do you want this morning? Do you want hot or do you want cold? I had no idea all this was going to come out. Like this. The the stuff I was going to draw on the board, yeah, but the rest of this stuff. God is God and we are not can't bring God down to our level and say that'll do me because that's called lukewarm that's what that is if we bring God down to our level and say I'm satisfied that's like saying I'm happy and God's like no I want to lift you up to who I am it's a work of the spirit isn't it it's not us trying to be holy trying to be better or trying to be this that the other it's us saying God, I'm yours, I'm not mine. Take a hold of this life afresh and take me wherever you want to take me. And whatever that means, I'll have to change or make decisions about that line up with you. If it means not spending my money on this or this or that, but instead I sow it into this, this or this, then it's your money anyway. If that means my time isn't doing the other or this, it's going to mean over here doing that, then well, it's yours anyway. We're not here for long, guys just on a Sunday morning but we're not here on the earth for long I read something the other day when I was a couple of days two or three days ago just reading the word and whatever and I um, can't remember where it is um, but it says the judge or Jesus God whatever is going to come to earth and then he's going to reward each person for what they've done. 
That was it. He's going to come to, when he comes again, he's going to come to, and then he's going to reward every person for what they've done. I sat there and it was like, boom. It was like a ton of bricks hit me. It was like, oh my word. This life is all about eternity. (laughs) This life is not about this life and then one day we will have an eternity with God. How we live today is all to do with eternity. Get your head around that for a minute or your heart or whatever. How we live now is all connected with what eternity is going to be like. Yes, we're going to be in the glory of God, but none of us have been there yet, so we don't know what it's like. But there's enough in the Bible that says how we live today will be rewarded. It affects eternity. I don't know what that means. But I sat there and I said, Holy Spirit, I don't want to mess about. I don't want to live in the middle. I don't want to be here or there or when I've got time or anything. Holy Spirit, you, I, I either allow you to take hold of me in a fresh way and let's get on with it or I might as well go and do something else. And so God's been challenging me, stirring me and, and just it's like, Clive, what do you want? One or the other, what's it going to be? And Kingdom Faith, I'm sure you do as much as I do. You want who we are to be as hot as anything. Let's stand to our feet, shall we? Come on. Let's get to our feet. Time's gone. We're going or wherever it's going. Time's ticking over, ticking away. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just raise your hands. You respond to God. I'm not going to lead you through a prayer. You say whatever you need to say to God. You've got your own relationship with Him. You let whatever cry comes up from your heart to Him right now, whatever your response is, you want to be hot, you don't want to be cold. Or if you say, God, I'm going to choose to go and be cold. I'll be surprised if anybody in here says that. I'm sure we're going to say, God, I want to be hot. If there's apathy there, throw it off. Familiarity, throw it off. If you've been lukewarm, then throw that off. If you know God's been challenging you this morning, then respond to Him. But just do business. But please don't just stand there quietly. Please don't stand there and mumble, trying to think of something to say. Just cry out from the depth of your heart, whatever your response is to God. If you need to repent of something, repent of it. If you just want to be like, God, I want you to get a hold of me, then say that. Forget everybody else around you. Please don't be polite. I haven't been polite this morning. Please don't be polite this morning because of others around you. Forget everybody around you for the next few minutes and let that cry rise up from your heart and life right now because God wants honesty. He wants passion. He wants hunger. He wants a longing from His church. He does not want us to tip our hat to Him. So come on, kingdom of faith. Let's be hot. Let's be on fire. Let everything that has breath cry out to Him this morning. Come on, you pray, you pray, you pray. Go on.
Jesus, Jesus. If you want to come out of your place down the front, find some space, just do that. Maybe you want to do it as an act of, God, I'm stepping out of where I've been and I want to run towards you with everything that I have. I want to give you myself afresh. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my body. I give you my money. I give you my house, my car, my job, my wife, my kids, who, whatever. I give everything to you afresh, Jesus. You can step out into the aisle. If you, if you know, I'm going to physically move right now. Jesus, 
Holy Spirit, would you get a hold of us as a church once again? Get a hold of us as a church once again. That we would shift into a totally new dimension of the Spirit with you. A totally new gear of the Spirit with you. Forgive us, Father, as a church where we've just gone soft, where we've nodded our caps towards you, where we've fitted you around our lives. Forgive us, Father, where we may have been lukewarm or even cold towards you. Thank you, Father, that you never give up on us. Thank you that you constantly give to us. You constantly bless us. I thank for that fresh release of your spirit. 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 The fire of your spirit. So that the harvest. So that the harvest. So that the harvest can be brought in. Jesus. 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 Father, work in our children. Move by your spirit in our children. Let the fire of your spirit come among our children and young people. That every person in this church, in every congregation, would be full of the fire of your spirit. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.